Holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus. Hebrews 3 verse 1 Welcome to Canaan Bound Podcast, a podcast designed to offer the Christian rest during life's journey, featuring devotional segments and music and other items by those who support the teaching of the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod, The Wells. This is episode number 140. We'll begin with a segment shared by the Evangelical Lutheran Synod, ELS, called Peace Devotions. To listen to more of these, visit peacedevotions.com. This is based off of Luke 2, 28-32. How would you respond if you saw the baby Jesus? What would you do? When Jesus' parents, Mary and Joseph, took him to the temple, there was a man waiting there to see him. His name was Simeon. When Simeon saw Jesus, Luke tells us that he took him up in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, now you dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. Simeon took Jesus up in his arms. Why? See, Simeon understood that Jesus wasn't just a baby, but that he was the fulfillment of God's plan of salvation. So he took him up in his arms. He clung to him and praised God for what he was doing. You can take Jesus up in your arms too, with the arms of faith. Jesus may not be physically present for your physical eyes to see, but he has clearly revealed himself to you in the Holy Bible. You see Jesus, and like Simeon, you can trust in him as God's plan of salvation for you. So take Jesus up in your arms. Trust that God sent him to live and die for you so that you can live with him in heaven forever. What will you do when you see Jesus? Embrace him. Trust in him. He is your savior. Amen. This next song is by Spark and Echo Band, A Song of Ascent. Sun is beating down, oh I 
the story is shared by Pastor Luke Italiano. Hey! Hey! Peter gestures at John, tries to get his attention. Hey! Ask him which one he means. John nods, leans over against Jesus, as everyone else at the table keeps talking. John whispers, Lord, who is it? Jesus sighs and says, he is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I've dipped it in the dish. Jesus took the piece of bread, dipped it, and gave it to Judas Iscariot? Judas looked shocked, looked up at Jesus. Surely not I, Rabbi. Jesus answered, Yes, it is you. What you are about to do, do quickly. Judas got up and left. John watched him go. What could this mean? Their treasurer? Judas and Jesus had been so close for such a long time. And what could Judas possibly get for it? Money? How could anyone betray Jesus after all he'd done? washing their feet. John's feet were still clean from Jesus reaching down with that cloth. No dirt, no dust on those feet. Everything Jesus touched, he cleansed, it seemed. What kind of master served like that? 
What kind of disciple would betray a master like that? How could Judas? And then Jesus had taken the bread and broke it, the crumbs scattering to the table. Jesus said, This is my body. Jesus had reached out in love so much. He had reached out, never abiding sin, but always reaching out in forgiveness. How could Judas reject him? Jesus had poured out the gurgling wine and blessed the cup. And then he said, This is my blood, which is poured out for you, for the forgiveness of sins. How could Judas say no to him? No. John shook his head. That wasn't the question. The question was, how could Jesus? Jesus had always known what was going to happen. He must have known that Judas would betray him, and yet he reached out. What kind of love, what, what kind of love reaches out to someone you know will betray you? It doesn't make any sense. Now, John didn't know it yet, but Judas would be responsible. He would lead the guards to Jesus. He would hand Jesus over to death. And yet Jesus reached out to him, gave him every chance. He offered full forgiveness. How could Jesus do that to a man who would hand him over for just a few clinking coins? Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now. Where I'm going, you cannot come. A new command I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. John closed his eyes. As I have loved you, Jesus said. Even as Jesus loved the one who betrayed him. Brothers and sisters, look at your sin honestly and confess the times that you have betrayed Jesus for a little bit of money or a little bit of comfort or to make your life a little easier. Confess with the full knowledge that Jesus still reaches out even to you in forgiveness. And this story is true. Put it all into proper perspective. When we first moved to Arizona, my children were amazed at the incredible views. Just wait until we get them to the Grand Canyon. Every turn of every drive and hike included an excited, Whoa, look at that! We get to live in rim country, in the middle of the state. It's a fairly short drive to many different roads and trails for us to explore. But now that they've been here long enough, they don't get as excited. Kids, look at that! Hey, yeah, 
Remember when we used to get excited about that? We're used to it now, Dad. Their perspective has adjusted. I give up sometimes. I realize the only thing they might get excited about is a special trip to Wendy's for a Frosty. I don't want to lose perspective when it comes to the important things. At the end of the day, what really matters is not how much fun my children had, how many views we saw, or even how many tasks I accomplished. What really matters is that I don't lose my eternal perspective. Hebrews 3.1 Therefore, holy brothers, who share in the heavenly calling, fix your attention on Jesus. Fixing our attention on Jesus gives us the proper perspective. Sin is such a problem that he came from the glory of heaven to preach about it. He warned that sin destroys both body and soul in hell. We never fully see just how much a price our sin costs. We see our sin every day. The mountain of sin becomes, yeah, we're used to it now. We can lose our perspective unless we continue in the word of God. But fixing our attention on Jesus leads us to see more than the gravity of our sins. It shows the limitless heights of God's love for us. The Apostle Paul writes in Ephesians 3, Grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. God's Son, Jesus, became like us in order that we might be made rich forever like Him. The Eternal One suffered once for all the eternal price for sin, so that we might be with him eternally in peace. That's beyond all imagination. The God who made the seas and the mountains, who will outlast them all, will bring us out of our dusty graves and into his eternal kingdom. There we will joy, enjoy everlasting peace. We're going to live forever. That's a whole new perspective on life. What really needs to be asked is not, did I spend time with my children today? I don't think there's any view which must be seen on this earth, not even the Grand Canyon. Rather, do I need to ask, did I lead my sons, my daughters, to see Jesus today? He must be seen. We must fix our attention on him. He must remain in the picture. Why? He changes our perspective. Psalm 121, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Keeping everything in perspective isn't accomplished by ordinary means. You can't maintain a healthy spiritual perspective by staring off into the distant mountains. You can't do it by coming up with something smart to say. But it costs less than a special trip to Wendy's for a frosty. All you need is the powerful word of our God. We're going to live forever. That changes my perspective. I pray God, through his gospel, changes my families too. We'll close today with a song by Branches Band, View That Holy City. Jesus, I'm gonna view that holy city, meet my love in Jesus.
Yes, one of these days, one of these days, you know that I'm gonna sit at the welcome table. Oh, I'm gonna sit at the welcome table one of these days. Hallelujah. I'm gonna sit at the welcome table. I'm gonna view that holy city, meet my loving Jesus. Sit at the welcome table one of these days, one of these days. You know that I'm gonna feast on milk and honey. Oh, I'm gonna feast on milk and honey one of these days. Hallelujah. I'm gonna feast on milk and honey. I'm gonna view that holy city, meet my loving Jesus. Sit at the welcome table, feast on milk and honey one of these days, one of these days. You know that I'm gonna sing and never get tired. Oh, I'm Gonna sing and never get tired one of these days. Hallelujah! I'm gonna sing and never get tired. I'm gonna feel that holy city. Meet my loving Jesus. Sit at the welcome table. Feast on milk and honey. Sing and never get tired one of these days. One of these days. You know that I'm gonna feel that holy You have been listening to Kane and Bomb Podcast. For more information on the segments featured in this episode, visit our website, kaneandboundpodcast.com. This episode, number 140, was first shared in January of 2019. We encourage you to visit a Wells Ministry location nearest you. You can also find ELS Ministry locations. Visit wells.net. Thanks for joining us. And remember his promised rest. <laughs>